Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cracking Fitness. On today's episode, we've got Josh Calderwood. Josh is just an incredible individual. He's an accomplished high school football and wrestling athlete. He has a great level of fitness, both CrossFit and Olympic lifting. It's actually super impressive to watch this guy Olympic lift. He's competed in both. He's an individual fitness and nutrition coach, and I've personally seen what he does uh, work with many people. He coaches at a CrossFit affiliate. He's a physical therapy assistant and a future physical therapist. He is just a genuine good guy and a friend. Uh, I feel a little bad. Uh, I kind of had the makings of a migraine is coming into this, and so I was not the best host and not the most upbeat that I could have been, uh, but you're just going to see Josh handles stuff very well. Um, he's very well put together, very good conversationalist. I really appreciate his friendship, and I hope that you guys enjoy today's episode. If you have any feedback, please let us know, and here we go. Bringing health, wellness, and fitness ideas right to your speakers with your host, Tyler Martin, learning from experts and average Joes alike. This is the Cracking Fitness Podcast. I appreciate you coming up and how yeah, have, of course. How have you been? I've been good. Been good. good. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. We're just staying busy. Um, been what have I been up to? So I'm still in school. Um, this whole last year, I was working full time for my physical therapist down in Idaho Falls. I was working, been working as a PTA. Um, finished my license two years ago, and then um, just been working at that, and then. Um, trying to finish up my undergrad as I've been doing that. And then this uh, January, we decided I was just going to knuckle down and finish my undergrad and so I could get my applications to graduate school in by before the summer. Yeah. So that's what we've been up to. That's awesome. Um, went went part-time at the clinic so I could do uh, full-time school. And, man, I haven't missed doing full-time school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> haven't missed it at all. So yeah, I still work at, at my clinic in the afternoons, and uh, my wife and I both coach first thing in the morning at uh, the gym down in Rigby, then uh, go to school all morning, and then head back to Idaho Falls to work for the afternoons. And that's that's just what – that's what's a day in the life of me. So a day, a, a day in the life of Josh Calderwood. Yeah, I guess I should, probably should have said who I was. So Yeah, so – Josh Calderwood is who you guys have been listening to. Um, and Josh is a cool dude. I'm going to, like, when he's talking or when he does stuff, I'm not going to do, like, one little section right now where I just say all the things that I like. He's going to bring things up, and I'm going to be like, hey, that's one thing that I really like about Josh. <laughs> um, but I guess two things that we'll say. He's a very open-minded individual, and that's always been appreciated to us. Very open-minded. Number two... His wife is really cool. Yeah, she is. And when you have that sort of synergy in a relationship, that that needs to be said first up because that's a very, very good trait to have that many don't. I'm very blessed. My wife is an exceptional lady and keeps me grounded and still pushes me to uh, be better in, in every way. She's uh, I hit it way out of the park with that one. So <laughs> That's awesome. And I think as long as uh, you feel that way, Everything's going to be all right in life. Oh. Um, life is cool. So tell us a little bit about your early life. My early life. How early are we talking? Um, like, when did you start becoming an athlete? Mm. And really quick, 
just so people know, and there will be a little more of an intro for you. But um, you wrestled, you do CrossFit, you coach CrossFit, you Olympic lift, you are a really good Olympic lifter. You're a decent CrossFit. Well, I mean, you're a good. (laughs) I'm something. I I put decent in front of few more few more of those but so you're a, you're a, a great olympic lifter you're a great crossfitter mm. um like how'd you get there i just just try <laughs> um i appreciate that they're you're very generous with those but you've you've been watching me do it and you've watched me uh develop a little bit more in in all those fields but i'll start back in the back in the day when i was a little kid i'm the youngest of five and um, just kind of had to fight your way and, um, for anything you got my, old, I have three older brothers and an older sister and, um, we, they, she, my sister was an athlete. My two, two of my brothers were, um, they wanted to be athletes and were pretty good at what they wanted to do. Um, I'm quite a bit younger than all them. So, but when it was time for me to start playing sports, I just, um, went out at full force as best I could. I, um, started playing football when I was in the third grade, but my parents, I played football and I played soccer. Um, wouldn't let me do more than that for however long. Um, so I cut back on one of them and started wrestling in the eighth grade, uh, just cause one of my brothers wrestled. I thought it was pretty cool and I, I fell in love with it. Um, I always thought football was my favorite sport until I started wrestling and found out I was fairly decent at it. And, uh, I did good. I loved wrestling. I wrestled for the rest from eighth grade on and had aspirations to go to college and uh, decided on um, to go into other ventures in my life. But um, when I was re- started wrestling, I need realized I was getting the crap kicked out of me because all these kids were pretty strong and I was still like a 110 pound eighth grader. Right. And uh, so I started started lifting weights at the high school um, when I was in seventh going to eighth grade. And this coach named Barry Johnson, um, really crazy old dude, but brilliant, brilliant guy. Um, but when you're an eighth grader and making you do 120 lunges every day and trying to explain what a, a snatch and a clean and jerk is, <laughs> yeah. like, what am I, what are you doing? But um, our, our school sports were always good. So I'm like, I better trust this guy. And uh, I learned the Olympic lifts at the age of, at the age of 13, 14. Awesome. Um uh, started learning them. I'd say I'm still learning them now, but, um, I fell in love with those wrestling and lifting became my favorite thing. Football kept me in shape and got me to hang out with my friends, but loved all that. Um, got introduced to CrossFit, uh, following, um, hashtag CrossFit. Hashtag CrossFit. um, I got, I was really into Olympic lifting. Um, and then I stopped working out for essentially two years while I served a mission for my church and came back and went to school and uh, started Olympic lifting again. The only time on my schedule I could was around 5 a.m. I was there every morning lifting at 5 a.m. And I saw this group of people who occasionally would do Olympic lifting, but other times they were swinging from bars and throwing dumbbells and medicine balls and jumping rope. I was like, these, these guys are nuts. Their heart rate's way too high for this. And they're, now they're trying to throw a... 180 pounds over their head after doing all that. That's crazy. Um, but the ones that could do it, I was incredibly impressed by it. And one was, uh, this kid was named Spencer Boltz. I found out he was, I recognized him in my, 
745 in that in phys class and went and sat by him like you're that crazy dude that's doing olympic lifts and stuff he's like it's called it's crossfit um the freak heck crossfit is that, is that exactly how it sounded it's crossfit <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much yeah it's that's spencer oh i'm doing crossfit no <laughs> spencer uh if you guys don't know spencer he's he's a good one to get to know he's a great yeah. coach and great athlete and a really good dude so he's been my best friend ever since and uh he's going places he's going places we uh we worked out at, together every day and with a group of us small group every morning 5 a.m up on the campus and uh that's where i got into crossfit um eventually um spencer moved into coaching more than just working out and started coaching at a little place called teton crossfit and uh um convinced me to to start paying a membership and coming up here so um 100 bucks a month to work out are you serious i can do that here for free but uh no it's worth it the environment is incredible and i saw once i started working out at, at the gym um, with, with actual people, with a coach looking at me, like Tyler and a couple other coaches keeping an eye on me. I, um, my one, I realized I was doing everything so wrong and like, uh, I learned how to strategize, learned how to pace and things and, um, started coaching after that. And, um, things really took off from there, but yeah, that's really cool. So, um, you're doing all that. That's the athletics <clears throat> at what point? Well, first when you were little, when, when I you were was little, little, little. Little, little, what did you want to be? Oh, I had no idea. I had no clue. When I was little, I just, I wanted, I don't know. I remember distinctly thinking, I'm like, I don't really care what I'm going to do when I'm old. I'm just, I enjoyed being, uh, I enjoyed being young and being able to do what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't really have a plan for the future, but, um, well, I guess when I got into early high school, I was playing football and went and blew out my knee in the middle of the season, but I didn't really, I just, you, you get hurt as a kid and you're just like, Oh shoot, like take some ibuprofen and go play the next game kind of thing. Um, hurt my knee and I was like, ah, oh, it hurts Threw a brace on it, threw some icy hot on it. And I'd finished the season, started wrestling, wrestled through the whole season, found out I had torn a bunch of ligaments in my knee, tore up my meniscus pretty good. So, um, decided I need surgery cause my, my, leg looked like it had a little, had a cantaloupe at the knee. It was so swollen by the end of wrestling season and, um, had an MRI, found out I tore up a bunch of stuff, my ACL, MCL, meniscus, all that jazz and, um, had surgery, got it fixed. And in the midst of that, I, um, spent a lot of time at physical therapy. Um, and I was like, man, this really sucks. Went in there hurting every day and came out hurting worse, but, um, but I was able to come back and play football. Yeah. Um, it's a little late to the season, but I was able to play football again, came back and wrestled again. And then my junior year, I tore my rotator cuff the week before before districts. And it's like, well, all I knew was I hurt it. And I was like, well, I'm two weeks from state. I'm going to go wrestle, and then I'll sort this crap out. <laughs> and uh, did that. So that's what I did. I uh, went and wrestled at state and then had an MRI the week after state. And um found out my rotator cuff, my labrum, my biceps tendon were all torn up and needed to get them fixed. So did that. And so again, another trip round of physical therapy, but now I'm a junior and now your question of what do you want to be? I'm like, I don't know what I want to be, but I think it's pretty cool. I've come into this office pretty broken a couple of times and I've come out feeling a lot stronger and more aware of my body and, um, 
conscientious of what my body can do and how to make it better in certain areas and things like that. So I was really fascinated by it and I had a really good therapist and answered all, all my questions and listened to me complain all the time. But, um, it was kind of around then I was like, well, I either want to be, uh, I want to go into orthopedics as a surgeon or I want to yeah. be a PT. And the more I looked into orthopedics, I was like, I don't want to be an orthopedic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's tough. I mean, it, both, both are tough jobs. I, you yeah. just might get a little more fulfillment out of I get to, I, I realized, um, through other jobs I've had and through, so I I did sales for however long. And then I did, and I did my mission where you just sit and you talk, talk with random people and you get to learn about them. You talk, tell them about your life. You learn about theirs. You tell them about, um, about your gospel and about how that can benefit their lives. And I learned that I enjoy talking to people and I thought about the amount of times I talked to my surgeon versus the amount of times I talked to my PT. Yeah, very true. And uh, I was like, well, on that's both sides, I get to see somebody come in broken, leave better because of something I did. And um, one, I get to kind of see the emotion behind it a little bit more. I get to see the highs and lows with people and help them get through that. Um, So I've really come to enjoy that aspect of it. So that's why I've been studying. that's how I got into physical therapy. I decided I wanted to, I knew it was going to be in that, that realm of things. Um, and everything's just kind of fallen in line with that, that PT route for me. So, yeah. and coaching, coaching CrossFit's just, I think the, it's the same thing just on a different end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, we love the spectrum. We do. You know, there's definitely a difference in wellness and sickness and then mm-hmm. we have to have to make it all happen. Um, that that's you're pretty unique in a good way oh. <laughs> um, I've heard the first part of yeah, that, but. yeah. Uh, no it's just it's it's cool um, you have always been driven when did you start playing sports like you you started pretty early I started football and soccer as a third grader okay so and you were always driven like go to practice I'm gonna do this yeah yeah you you piss and moan a little bit about it yeah, yeah. while you're there but and on your way there but it's always fun it was always fun, and I, I'm. It's probably a good thing I started with those team sports. Yeah, and then got my, uh, got that drive a little bit through that. Enjoyed the competition, found what it feels like to win. Yeah, and uh, then wrestling is a very different sport. You have a team, and when you get into the sport, you learn the team aspect of wrestling, which is really fun. It's really cool, but when it's when the clock starts, you shake hands and it's you and some other dude who's trying to take your head off. Right. Yeah. And, uh, there's, there's not a lot of team behind you on that. So it's important to have uh, a reason why you're out there. Um, I saw a quote, it's like fatigue makes a coward out of everybody. Right. And yeah, nothing's more true than that. Like you'll see it in CrossFit. You see it in a sport like wrestling. And, um, I got fatigued a lot. Yeah. got fatigued a lot as a little kid and that's that's part of uh why i realized i needed to start weight training i needed to yeah. take things more seriously i need to be getting stronger because these kids that i i may look stronger than were were outlasting me they're they're kicking my butt in those light rounds it's it's pretty insane the amount of energy that can be held in mm-hmm. in a body yeah you know? yeah and not even talking the mass of the body like right. actually i would love to understand more um, muscle versus strength. And Justin Packard, he said that once too. Yep. He's like, 
how big can you get? And, you know, at some point there's Luis, uh, I don't remember his last name. I think he's from Brazil. Mm-hmm. He weighs like 150 pounds and he's snatching 330 or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Olympic lifter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like at what point, What what is the ratio or statistics with like muscle fibers versus strength? Right. Uh, I think you're. That's a super hard question that there might not even be an answer to. There's, um, I'll tell you, there's a lot of uh, of vague answers that can point you in the right direction. Uh, what you're touching on is, um, so the way I look at things, there's a slight difference between strength and power. Um, Olympic lifting is beautiful because it t- touches on all those aspects, um, but a huge part of that is power. There's different muscle fiber types as, as you were touching on, there's those fast twitch muscle fiber types and there's slow twitch. Um, Olympic lifting, you don't use nearly as much of the slow twitch, but you have to have as much, uh, that's where you're going to get more of your absolute, uh, absolute power is then. Okay. I'll slow down. Fast twitch muscles is that quick jumping, jumping, exploding kind of power output energy, um, versus a slow twitch. We think of our runners, those thinner, more, um, uh, endurancey kind of, kind of exercises. And then our power, uh, our strength athletes is in, uh, putting out as much force as you can over an amount of time. It's slightly different from power. So if you watch Hawthor Bjornsson deadlift 501 kilos, right? Yeah. He's not doing that very quick. Yeah. It's, it's quick for pulling a thousand, thousand something pounds off yeah. the floor. Right. Yeah. But you watch Guillermo Mejeros, right? You th- yeah. him throw 300 pounds over his head. Very different movements, right? They're very, very different. It's very fast yeah. and explosive is changing energies um, just through the roof. So um, they're not the same size, right? Guy's smaller than Royce Dunn, but he beat him in the snatch, right? So Guy's getting in more of that. His ability to exert power is better than Royce Dunn's. Not by much, even though Royce is like twice his size. Where mm. I'm talking about the games, the snatch event uh, this last year. Um, Gee's definitely more of that super, super fast twitch muscle, type 1 fibers. Very, very much so. And But we watch him. He doesn't have as much of that slow twitch in him. Any any event goes longer than 12 minutes, and Gee's middle of the pack, back of the pack. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that's, that's just getting a little nerdy. How much can... Um, strength, I think if we're talking strength to muscle, I think you're going to see somebody who like Justin Packard, who's an incredible gymnast, mm-hmm. his squat bench deadlift might not be the same as like, you'll probably beat him on a squat bench deadlift a lot of the time or myself would, but he's, he's getting to the point where he can hang with us on yeah, our slowly. Olympic lifts, yep, exactly. right? Because he's able to, he doesn't have to rely on the size and just absolute power output force output of those muscles, but he yeah. can work more on the power of those fast twitch changing energy, keeping his body mechanics. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, exactly. It's fun with CrossFit because we can get into the weeds on all those things. I'm sure I'm stumbling all over and probably lost a lot of people on that. Well, at this point, if we have people fact checking, <laughs> congratulations to everybody. <laughs> Cause that, <But>. was, <laughs> um, kind of went all over the place, but no, I, I like it though. It, I, I really want to know the potential, you know, like, oh, um, just the potential. I would love to know you take an inch of muscle, right? 
what's the strongest that, that we get. could get that piece of muscle in the most optimum of situations. Mm. So eating perfectly, you know, it just, it would be right. a really cool thing to know. Does it mean that I need to change up my training? Well, probably not. You know, it, it's not, not something that truly matters, but yeah, it's cool though to see those little guys or those little ladies and they're mm -hmm. just putting weight up. Yeah. I think a really good, the best, one of the best examples for that is, has got to be Tia. Um, she's good. And, but she's not huge. Yeah. She's not huge, but she's an absolute an anomaly because she's that mid-sized athlete who, who's winning the CrossFit total amongst all those other girls with Amanda Barnhart in there with Daniel Spiegel in there. Yeah. Um, but she's winning the endurance events as well against the Sam Briggs, the Haley Adams. Yeah. So we see that spectrum. And so I guess what's the most, I think your question is what's the most we can get out of like an inch of muscle. I think yeah. Tia's on the, like she, she's she probably could be it. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably pretty close to it. But the thing is she keeps getting better. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, what's nuts. She's getting and, better. We haven't seen it. And then we see Annie Thor's daughter who gets her first muscle up in the CrossFit games at Aromas. So right. back in the day, it was in 2010, something like something that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So she, she comes over, does the CrossFit games, gets her first muscle up. Then she's been through all those years. Training age is so high. Yes. Training age is so high. And then all of a sudden she like gets second. Yeah. You third, can just yeah. keep getting a oh, third. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for it. Yeah. You're good, you're good. See, I got a, a human fact checker right here. We've started. We have started on the no, other on the other podcast on oh, yeah. um, Cash Calf. Yeah, we just um, we have to. You have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's good to have a fact check on there. Someone to check in, because um, that's something. When I'm talking, I end up pulling a lot of things out of somewhere. But <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the tough part is we'll say things and I'm like I know I've read that somewhere and mm -hmm. if and if it's not perfect, it's close. Mm -hmm. So, but that's what I think. Who I knows? think in, we live our lives in a, in Quiet a different time. <laughs> we live our lives in a time where we well, growing up, your teacher, you're asking your fourth grade teacher, why do I have to know how to times four by four? What, yeah. why does that matter? I, I can use a calculator. You're not going to have a calculator in your pocket when you're grown up. Well, actually we do now. So yeah, and all nice. we have to do is talk to her. Yep. Yep. And so it's more realistic. We can use as long as we know kind of like the bookmarks on everything, we can get the, the facts on everything pretty quickly. Yeah. That's, so. that's cool. Um, so if someone <clears throat> let's focus kind of right. on someone brand new coming into CrossFit, yeah. but from your standpoint of physical therapy, okay. so, um, so they come in brand new physical therapy standpoint, um, right knee surgery. She's not sure what that was. And that was two years ago. It's feeling, okay. it's feeling a little bit better. Um, seems to have exercise induced asthma and, um, <laughs> and, uh, let's see, it ha feels a twinge in the left shoulder Oh man! when she goes to push forward. Okay. So those three things. So, uh, knee surgery two years ago, feeling pretty good. Mobility is good. Uh, exercise induced asthma. And then her shoulder okay um which is funny because we've so um we have a there's another gym down in rigby um as you're aware dave michelle and i um started coat opened up a gym in rigby and uh that's where we've been the last year or so but 
<clears throat> excuse me, we had somebody start recent. We've had a couple people start who fill almost that criteria, and they've <laughs> we've got a couple new people who I'm like, oh yeah, you're talking about so and so. Yeah. Um. So it's a fun it's a fun game we get to play as coaches in CrossFit because we're not clinicians. Yeah. Um. We paid a thousand dollars to go to a <laughs> seminar to learn, um, the do's and don'ts that to be affiliated as a CrossFit gym, right? And hopefully we do enough research on our own and have the experience uh, to be able to tell when um, somebody's coming to us and they have certain limitations and we do a good enough job screening that yeah. so that we can scale the intensity, um, scale the motions and the movements and the modalities so that this person who hurt their knee in their history, they have a bum shoulder at the moment and they have uh, asthma. So they're mechanics are compromised and their aerobic capacity is going to be compromised. So how can we make a work? I think the question is how can we make the hour of their day, uh, as close to, um, stimulus wise, somebody who's considered healthy and experienced in this. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of the game we play as coaches and my background in physical therapy gives me, um, a fun little window to look through in that I can, um, I can see it more of a, how are they in their recovery? So with her knee, um, you, a point you made, her mobility's feeling okay, but we have that pre-existing condition that she's, there's going to be, if not physical blocks, if her mobility's there and her strength's there, that she can squat and she can lunge and she can, uh, stand on one leg and hop decently well. Um, if those things that, you screen for first you're like okay how do you feel with this how are these motions how do you feel getting out of bed stand getting out of your car getting up those kind of things your knee feel okay doing that watch her do a few squats feel like she feels like she's doing okay um there might be some mental barriers though she goes to throw a bar on her back or hold a dumbbell or a kettlebell and tries to squat with it um those mental barriers might be there so for um either i'm going to scale the weight back um so I guess first thing with the the knee, I'm going to see how she feels mobility wise, strength wise, um, what she's comfortable with and how she is with her body mechanics. And then I'm going to tell, um, either scale the weight back. And if the, the weight's not an issue, um, then she's great. But if the weight is an issue, then we're going to scale the weight back. If that's still an issue, we're going to scale the range of motion or the movement. So if we had back this morning, we had thrusters and back squats in the work, in the workout. Um, I'd probably have her just do work on her air squats or something. And uh, we had a uh, somebody start this morning, and they started with started with a certain amount of weight because their mechanics looked great, their um, everything else looked fine. But then they fatigued pretty quick after the third yeah. round, so we scaled it back to just air squats because yeah. the bar wasn't there anymore. Uh, they couldn't move the bar without having to stop every few minutes. And you know, on thrusters, if you're dropping the bar, oh, you're, yeah. you're kind of done. So we just did air squats. Um, knee felt okay. Um, the shoulder, the shoulder's a tough one. If they're feeling something on, on their push and we have a bunch of pushups that day, I'm probably just going to change the movement entirely. Yeah. Right. Um, the, in the gym's not the place to, uh, they didn't come to the gym to get physical therapy. They came to the gym to, uh, get a workout in. So if, if it's a pushing motion that's bothering them, I'm probably going to change it to a pull. Right. Or something like something other than that. I can do a few screens, see what we're doing and give them some corrective exercises. Um, and that's going to be more after the fact or during open gym kind of thing. I'm going to say, Hey, let's 
give you some corrective exercises to strengthen up that rotator cuff, see how you feel with that. And if it's something that helps mitigate that pain during a pressing motion or that external rotation you were mentioning, then after that, I'll say, okay, when you come in, whatever the warm up is on the board, I want you to do go do the crossover symmetry first. I want you to yeah. do um, get a five and do some external rotations with that, some internal, some resisted things like that. That's cool. Um, and then with the asthma, you're just you got to keep an eye on them while they're doing their workout. When that starts, they have to know they can peel back the intensity. Yeah. Right. We're going to deal with that as it comes. And uh, maybe instead of using the echo bite kind of a thing, maybe we put them on the C2 because that's yeah. still going to burn their legs plenty, but it's not going to burn their lungs nearly as much. Yeah. So those are things that you look for. You kind of screen through what they're feeling, where they're at mobility strength wise, <laughs> things like that. Um, but it's fun. It's a, it's a nice lens to look through. It's yeah. a good tool to have in your, in your toolbox. Well, this is what's fun about when you can talk with coaches who have kind of a specialty background added with like being good with people and knowledge, it just, it makes the whole thing fun. It's like, man, that's a, there's so much that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And you know, you talked about a thousand dollar weekend to be, right. be able to come coach. Yeah. We really don't learn how to coach. Right. You don't really at learn all. a lot of coaching until yeah. you get to the L2. Yep. Yeah. And what's, kind of great about it is seeing people kind of rise to the occasion mm -hmm. like you're one of them you just kind of rise up and you're like well i didn't learn this so here i'm gonna go. here we go i'm just gonna go do it and um it's been pretty cool to see oh, thank you it's been it's been really cool um <clears throat> how far away are you from from being done from being done um i from just the master just passed all my uh my midterms sweet <laughs> um so i have this semester and then i have a biomechanics class I'm going to take next semester along with physics, the second half of my physics course. And then, then I'm done with my undergrad yeah. I'm scheduled to graduate. And assuming I don't fail anything, yeah. I'll be just, I'll be just fine. Um, next semester I'll also be taking the, the GRE. So the, um, general graduation school yeah. test you need to take for an entrance, entrance exam, entrance exam. I promise I went to school. Um, <laughs> to get into a graduate school. So I'll be taking that sometime next semester, then sending out applications. Um, physical therapy is a, is a doctorate degree. It's a, generally a three-year program to become a, a doctorate of, doctor of physical therapy. Uh, I plan on applying to a number of schools, either ISU, just here here in town, would be the best option for me. Yeah, um, and it's a great program. And it's, it's a fantastic program. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly competitive. That's part of the reason I'm taking my time with my undergrad, making sure I keep the GPA high. Yeah. Um, and it's nice. I've been able to work uh, in the field and get all my evaluation hours done. That's cool. And that's where you're really learning. And that's you where know? you learn. Yeah. Right. Um, a lot of those conceptual classes, like taking kinesiology or taking a biomechanics, you get to, get to see it in real life and practice it um, versus... Yeah. seeing a model on a paper and yeah. like, what is this motion when they do this? It's yeah. not moving. <laughs> it, it was nuts. Like I, you know, you pass, I did it a little bit, maybe unconventionally, but, mm -hmm. um, you pass EMT school and then you're like, okay, you're an EMT go. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know what to do. And paramedic was even more. So it was like you, it's almost like an associate's degree as far as schooling goes. Right. And then, um, they just kind of put you there and it's like, you go. uh, you, know, you do three, four, five times of the same thing. It you all kind it, yeah. of gets there. But yeah. Yeah. 
Um, what do you, what, what's your, pl- oh, okay. I was going to ask you the two things. So there one was physical. So you, you and you talked all about her. <clears throat> let's talk about, let's call him Chris. All right, Chris. Because we got Chris Farley up on the wall here. We'll call him Farley. My man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call him Farley. Farley comes into the gym and uh, he's, he's overweight. Okay. Um, but he's really excited. Um, his wife and him are having a challenge. And if the first one to lose 30 pounds, cool. Wins. So go. Go. Okay. Same, same kind of thing we're going to look at are going to be um, I need history from Mr. Farley. Um, given that he lives in a van down by the river, right? I know where he lives. Uh, it's going to be tough to get a, a waiver sign with that mailing That's address. Crazy. but um, And hopefully he doesn't need an ambulance call. Cause exactly. Then they're going to have to call a helicopter. It costs a lot more money. It does, and I doubt he has insurance. But um, <clears throat> so Mr. Farley comes in, and he's got um, – he wants – he has this big goal. We're going to talk about things when we have a goal like that. It's a. It's really nice to see on the wall. We've got thirty pounds. We're gonna try to get negative thirty pounds, right? And over X amount of time. But then we're stuck in the right here, right now. What do I have to do on the daily? What do yeah. I have to do weekly? And then what do I do monthly? Kind of things. I like yeah. to set up smaller goals. That we take the big goal, we chip it into smaller pieces, chip that into smaller pieces. Yeah. Right. So if I know I'm doing all my small pieces over the over X amount of time then it's going to add up to that negative 30 pounds, right? Yeah. So, But if I'm not doing my every day, I need to start by planning out my food. I need to hit the gym. I need to have X amount of water and protein in a day. Yeah. Um, and those are all different things, and it's based upon the conversation I have with him, right? Um, if his big thing, he's like, I've got my, my nutrition is like being handled this way, this way. You're, you and me are just going to work on working out. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make you work. We're going to work out as safely and as impro- appropriately as possible so that we can do this because 30 pounds isn't coming off this week. Yeah, It's going to be an overtime thing, especially if we want to keep it off. right? So we are going to talk about how those daily goals of right now, we might just need to start with like three days a week um, so that you don't get an accumulated fatigue over a certain amount of time, right? Um, so based off where he is, we're going to set how, how often we're going to work out. And then during the workout, we're going to scale it appropriately based off the same things we did with our first patient, our first client, right? Yeah. Um, how, how are you mobility wise? How are you strength wise? What's your history? Do you have any medical concerns I need to be aware of? Do you have asthma? Okay, let's make sure we have our inhaler close to us. And I'm going to keep an eye on them during the workout throughout that. Um, one thing is people don't know how to like control their blood sugar. No one, no one knows how to eat around a workout when they start. Yeah. So I always keep like a Gatorade pretty close by during workouts oh, when we cool. have ver- beginners. Because they get lightheaded and they get upset. They're like, this stupid CrossFit thing made me like dizzy and I almost died. Right? No, you just hadn't eaten anything and your blood sugar was real low because we used all the glycogen in your muscles pretty quick, right? Yeah. It burns fast. Yeah. So it's important for those kind of things. but And that communication. I mean, yeah. if that communication is there, it's so, so good for everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing I've found, and everyone's going to be a little different than this, but I start, I will err on the side of scaling oh. so, yeah. so, so hard, right? Yeah. And I'm like, don't pay any attention to the people next to you. We've got Adam right next to you, and yeah. he doesn't exist, right? Um, you are doing squats to a box. You're doing 
wall ball push presses and you're doing like instead of jumping rope we're walking on a, a foam block for the next little bit to get yeah. make sure those ankles knees knees and hips are all stable right yeah yeah it's awesome and the, teaching them that so early on so that three months four months down the road they don't look over oh oh she's deadlifting more than me i better it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter what they're doing and um <clears throat> i totally agree with you on scaling and always err on the side of scaling with modifying itself. I like to say modify up, down and sideways mm -hmm. because you know, you can't always think, and I know that you don't think this, this is why this is an easy conversation with you. Cause, um, you can make it heavier. You can make it lighter. Mm -hmm. You can make it strict. You can make it kipping mm -hmm. and to hit that intended stimulus. We've just got to be within that range and it's, good <laughs> no yeah being a slave to the stimulus honestly is if we if your coaches um the people at your box that or whoever you buy your programming through they have intended stimulus for a reason and they hopefully are periodizing these workouts so that by the end if you've hit the stimulus more than you've had the best score on the whiteboard right if you've had the stimulus every day by the end of the whatever cycle you're at you're going to be a much better athlete than if I'm redlining every single day, yeah, my intensity is going to get high, but I'm not going to be, it's much higher likelihood of me being a hurt athlete by the end oh, of the cycle sure. than, um, somebody who's like, if I need to scale to hit that stimulus or versus getting capped every single time, but Hey, I hit that RX button. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's been a big thing we've been focusing on. Yeah. And it's hard. Oh, for it's sure. Hard. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I agree explain that to new people uh off, for me has been a little easier recently than explaining that to the, like the people who've been there for a while for sure You're like no I, of course i can do a 50 pound uh dumbbell snatch I'm like yeah but can you do a however, good one <laughs> yeah can you do a good one after you've already done like a hundred of them yeah it would be really cool if wadify or uh sugar wad <clears throat> just had and i know that this would be anecdotal right. because it's just how people feel but and no it's not what people feel you, they put this little algorithm in mm -hmm. that when you write the workout you put in 12 to 15 minutes as the stimulus and if they're outside the stimulus then it begins to score them red to green or you know one in ten mm. on how much they stay inside the stimulus oh, that's yeah. an easy feature that's i just made them that's my idea <laughs> trademark <laughs> Um, that, but that'd be, some, be something so easy for them to implement. And that yeah. would almost instantly make gyms better, better. Yeah. Not the gym themselves, the people in it. Yeah, absolutely. And then a scale up, like a next step on that, something like with the, all the wearables people have. Yeah. Um, you'll see with like certain, these kind of workouts, you have like an intended stimulus of your, this, the open, we're working out for 15 minutes. We, and this workout more than any other workout I've done in recent history. If you miss your pace at any point during the workout, it's going to eat you alive. Yeah. Right? You're going to won't fulfill like what you, your potential on it because you went out way too hot yeah. in round four to five weren't it. And by the time you're trying to get through nine, 10, you're, yeah. you're done. Like you don't have the gas anymore. So, um, with the wearables and things, keeping track of like HRV and your heart rate and things like that. Um, on top of like with your stimulus okay were you were you redlining during this to get to the stimulus or were you in that comfortable 
or semi uncomfortable 70 yeah. to 80% range. Like it wanted you to be kind of thing. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Watch out. Whoop. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it's cool. Well, even if, even if in whoop after, after mm-hmm. the question or it, it says, you know, how hard was it? Was it passable or whatever? Mine are always just passable. Yeah. No one's going to put like, I was weak strong that, or know? yeah. Or I was like, really strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just put it under that. Did yeah. you stay within the intended stimulus? All right. Cause if you're not, then you kind of need to know, I'm just thinking from a programming standpoint, you need to know in what way they're not. Right. Did they go so heavy that they just got in five reps when it should have been 70? Yeah. Well, cause then we just did a really hard anaerobic workout. Right. Of probably pulling motions or, or upper body pushing. Cause those are the two cool things. Um, True. <clears throat> then after that. Yeah. Workout gets thrown out the window. They're yeah. out of the stimulus. Yeah. But, and that means that could be a possible reason for heart rate variability issues. Yeah. Um, oxygenation, you know, all of it. Mm-hmm. Whoop's pretty amazing. Whoop's been pretty cool. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you do the whoop 4.0 thing? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was free. So that's, <laughs> yes. I already had the 3.0. So I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll take yeah. the four. <laughs> it's uh, I've found it to be much more like user friendly. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Like I see it. I'm like, Oh, it's kind of telling me everything. And just data. I like data. I do too. If I just ate better, I'd be a better athlete, but instead I choose to buy a whoop. Mm. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Um, cookies are hard, man. Yeah. Cookies are hard. Yeah. Cookies are what get me the most Same. because crumble. Yeah. Crumble. Yep. We have this, uh, cook cookie franchise here and every Monday they, they, every Sunday night they post new cookies of the week. Mm-hmm. And these aren't like your normal, like Oreo size cookies. Yeah. They're the size of like a cereal bowl. They're freaking great. Oh, they're so good. And then they completely lie on the number of calories that are. Oh yeah. They're like each cookie is 120 calories. <laughs> like no, <laughs> heck nah. That's nowhere close. But that is the number I'm putting in my fitness. Bag. Absolutely. So. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so your wife, Michelle, my wife, Michelle, um, how's she doing? She's doing great. Good. She's so good. Um, she has been, before the open, she was only doing CrossFit about twice a week, and she's been working on jujitsu and striking. Yeah. And uh, so we have a, a friend who's really good at it. We hired him as a coach, so works with her. Um, so she just comes down to the gym while I uh, while I'm doing my training for the day, and so they have they're in their corner and they have their bag and they do use all the CrossFit stuff for the conditioning. But um, so she's just been been killing it working at that. She That's wants to. Cool. She's going to do a jujitsu match uh, tournament here soon. Good for her. Yep. And then by the end of the year, they want to have her in like some amateur fight. So has she had any belt ceremonies or anything yet? No, not yet. Okay. Um, that'll be, that'll be cool. And that, she's also doing like mostly private stuff. Yeah. So, um, and when, when you're in MMA, the, the belts are so belts are pretty arbitrary. Like if you have a black belt, that's obviously yeah. like, incredible and you've been doing it for a long time. But if you're in a style that doesn't, um, practice something like certain aspects of, of fighting, then it's going to be, you can yeah. just take yeah. a shot to the head and you're done. doesn't matter what color your belt was. Right. Yeah. And, or such and such. Right. So she, and she's only been doing it for about six months now. I've been working on it. So that's why we have kind of a long-term goal by December. We want to be 
uh, either pretty close to looking for or planned for a fight. That's cool. For so she want, wants to do that, take her swing at it. Yeah. She's she's doing great. She's so tough. She's whatever she sets her mind to, she's yeah. she's going to do it. She just uh redid the open workout last night cuz she works uh full time as a vet tech. She's working to be uh learning like a lot of the office manager things for this yeah. clinic she's working at oh. now. So um not surprising she's learning how to run their business and such, but um so she was going to be too busy to do it today. So we did it last night and she, yeah. she can go, that girl can go to a dark place and just awesome. sit there, live there. I like, don't, I don't know how people do it. It's tough. It's tough. It's, and that's a big part of your question, your early question of what can a muscle really do? What kind of strength can we get out of this? A big part of that's between the ears. Yeah. You're going to hit that wall 10 times before you actually find out what, what you can, where your stopping point really is. And nothing taught me that more than wrestling. Like CrossFit, I still like, oh, I have like, I, I probably could have pushed that part a little harder, but man, you hit, you hit walls yeah. and then you push through it and you realize, oh yeah, like I still did have some gas in the tank, right? Why is it that no matter what it is, when there's 60 seconds left or 30 seconds left, people find another gear and push those last 30 reps. Yeah. Well, the, you had it in there, even though during when it was, 12 minutes and 30 seconds you're like ah, you're walking over the boxes you can't you're like taking 10 seconds before you pick up the dumbbell and it's like 30 seconds and they're ripping it off the floor right yeah. so something's in there yeah uh in i believe the 80s there was a lady named eileen and uh, <laughs> you're like where are we going with this no, no. there was a car that rolled over her grand her grandkid mm. she walks over to the car picks the car up moves it off the kid oh my gosh kid ends up being just fine mm -hmm. so this story was in the national Enquirer, mm -hmm. and so in in the national did you do you know what that is yeah okay yeah some i'm getting old like someone didn't know who chris farley was yeah. and then i said well you clearly know who david spade is right no no I'm like what about rob lowe no like dang it uncultured okay. swine <laughs> um I lost it. So Eileen, she picked up this yeah. car. So Eileen picks up this car. She takes it off this kid. It's in the... <clears throat> in the... Uh, Inquirer. Oh, my goodness. Yes, You're the good. National Inquirer. And they try to get a hold of her. Right. They meaning just a Ooh. bunch of people. Mm -hmm. I want to write a book on you. I want to write a story on you. She would never talk to anybody. Finally, and I think it was like many, many years later, maybe 20 years later, a guy finally finds her and he's like, ma'am, I know you don't want to talk to people why don't you want to talk to people about this? Mm -hmm. And she said, because if I went my whole life thinking I couldn't pick up that car and then I did, what have I not been doing in my life mm. that I could have, but thought that I didn't. Right. And I was like, Whoa, yeah. Profound little old lady. <laughs> so it's true. It's our brains are so dang strong there. It's tough. And like I said, and this, this stupid open workout and it does it every year. There's always one that's just like, it, it pushes you up against the wall and forces you to like kind of taste what you're made of. Yeah. And it's, it's true. You, you coward is made by the fatigue, right? You're, you find out what you're made of when you're like, okay, I only have a minute and a half left. Like I can just kind of go at this pace and coast to the finish. No. And it's, it's the decision there to like, 
am I going to put the put the hammer down or am I going to go? Yeah. And or am I going to coast through? No matter either way, you're going to feel the exact same way yeah. an hour later, yeah. right? I after that workout, my hamstrings were cramping so dang hard, and like my back hurt, my lungs hurt, and just mad and hurting and stuff. And um, uh, but here we are an hour and a half later, and I I don't feel any different as if yeah. I just kind of coasted through the workout, right? So yeah. your body's tough and your mind is super strong and there's a lot you can do with it, but you have to make it that way. Yeah. And if you practice cutting short all the time and you might not be thinking of it as cutting short, but just like stopping when it gets starts to get a little harder when it's pretty hard, you, you hurt. And you see that it, I see that in physical therapy all the time. I work at a place that specializes with shoulders and knees orthopedics. So I have, 40 people a day that come in with a total shoulder rotator cuff, total knee replacement, like, and they're in tons of pain, Yeah, tons and tons of pain. But, um, the ones that are able to manage the pain and do things to make the pains, pain subside and then keep working. Um, so they can get their motion back. So they get their range of motion back, learning how to reconnect that mind to muscle connection of like, people have such high tone in their quads or low tone in their quads, one or the other, yeah. so that it's inhibiting them from being able to stretch and move that leg after the total knee. Um, the ones who figure out how to regain control of that and make that work for them are the ones who get, um, get back to their normal life within like a six month period versus sometimes we have patients who are dealing with the total knee for, nine 10 11 months oh that is that's tough that's abysmal yeah that is abysmal going to have to get a manipulation under anesthesia right so if yeah. they they don't get enough range of motion after a certain amount of time the doctor will go put them back under yeah so they're there's no tone right they're all they're knocked out and he just bends and breaks that scar tissue oh. and they are sore beyond belief and it just hurts but i've i've seen little old ladies who are able to like push what's between their ears to make make it so they can regain their health. That's cool. And it's it's super super cool to see. It's so frustrating to see um, the other side of it, right? Like, oh, yeah, you, you can do this. I know you can. And it's just tough. Yeah, it's just tough. And people lose parts of like their daily life due to things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My father-in-law yesterday was like, "Man, my lower back hurts," and I got the MRI back and this and that. And I was like, Jim, it sounds like you need a reverse hyperextension machine. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, he's like, but it's not strong enough to work out. And I, well, that's, what, that's what that's yeah, you need to work on. Exactly. And that's the tough part is most people don't really get that. They're like, oh, my discs are de degenerated. And I'm like, hey, well, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> right. I'm not a physical therapist, but we happen to have this machine. Let, let's just try it out. It's meant to help. And it, it helps. It does. But it's kind of, you know, those thoughts from before, like, no, that the doctor told me <laughs> that my discs are gone. You're like, oh, well, you're not going to die. You're good. Come try. Yeah, but if, if it makes it like we try it two, three times, if it makes it worse, then we don't do it anymore. Exactly. If, it, if your discs are really that gone, then what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Or if you're in that much pain. So, I mean, and we're I all going to die at some point. <laughs> and that's, that's, a, that's a, big, a big thing. It's like, <laughs> we're... Yeah. There's anyways. Um, no, we just got a reverse hyper over there. This really cool guy sold it to us. So, and nice. that has saved 
both Dave and I's backs That's the last cool. little bit. And I've, what are you using for a strap? Uh, we just got, um, oh, we found one. So we just sweet. got one. Okay. So cool. yeah, just cool. put it, put an eyelet through it and hooked it on until he got one ordered. I was like, you can use a horse bridle. <laughs> And we did it, it for, great. Yeah, we did it for about a year with a horse bridle. That that works perfect. Yeah. So yeah. For those that don't know, if you're into fitness and you don't know what a reverse hyper is, go look one up. Oh yeah. Um, it is so good for your back. Um, I've neglected that for a while. I ha- I hurt my back in 18. Um, had imaging done. I had a bulge disc and all that, and it was terrible. And had drop foot in my left leg, and um, it was it was just terrible. But I. A lot of PT, a lot of rehab, a lot of things, right? Um, and I'm back to squatting pretty close to whatever I've been able to. My lifts are where they want to be, right? My back is pretty healthy. I know I'm a 25-year-old kid, so, yeah, I'm springy and I recover quick. But um, your body's meant to heal. Yeah. Uh, every research I've read on low back injuries, within a year, the actual structural damage of discs and things, the muscular musculature around it is able to heal within a year yeah right your body goes back it's not a fixed point yeah yeah. oh you have a you have a bulge disc you have a herniated disc this this or that that sounds horrifying you're like i'm gonna be paralyzed no yeah you're not your body's meant to heal it's meant to move so sitting still and being getting stiff on that kind of stuff with those things yeah worst thing you can do you need to move motion's lotion right so that makes sense just a psa for any interested parties but yeah no, I really like that, that kind of thing. It's so good for us to think about. Yeah. Any other... Uh, How's just, the gym? How's it been? It's this good. is like the second time I've been in here for a little bit. <laughs> You've been a busy man. <laughs> I, I Tyler, I, I love this place. And it breaks my heart. I haven't been able to come up and be a part of very much recently. But oh, you're good. You guys seem to be thriving. You're killing it. We're just... Our whole thing is just try to add value. Yep. So if we can add value and and they're they're feeling it then they'll continue to come and then the world moves round and round yeah we love free markets <laughs> um yeah it's and it's been cool to see dave go out get that going that was nice. you guys are helping like it's cool yeah. i love that sort of thing so um you know michelle which one from palmer michelle yeah. palmer yeah i know michelle she's gonna come on think in two weeks sweet she's a great lady yeah really cool cool person i was um before i started the semester of school every friday morning i was going oh yeah to their competitors class yeah the it's another gym down in iowa falls they hold a uh it's owned by a games athlete michelle palmer she's really nice um freak athlete super strong um they held a competitors class and so it was um a lot of my holes in my crossfit in my fitness, um, they were able to address pretty well. And I was able to make some headway, but I have to be in Rexburg every every day so early. So I wasn't able to head to Idaho Falls in the morning and then back to Rexburg and then back to Idaho Falls in the afternoon. Yeah. So it's not feasible for me anymore, but I have nothing but great great things to say about them. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Good folk. Yep, I agree. <clears throat> cool. Well, anything else you just want to throw out as some advice? No, <laughs> I think I'm... Uh, so um, you gave some good beginner advice. Right. Let's say just a couple words for intermediate advice. Intermediate advice? Um, uh, two things. You can push harder than you think you need to, but you don't have to do that all the time, right? Meet the stimulus, have a plan, but 
don't be afraid to push. Does that make sense? It's yeah. once you get past that beginner stage, you have so much room to grow that you can push, but you don't want to be redlining all the time, right? So push for the stimulus and push. So where I'd say is like push for the stimulus and push for perfect movement. Don't push for the fastest time if you're having to sacrifice some of that, um, some of the movement, right? Yeah. So that was a big thing that helped me quite a bit. Um, I still remember a coach here named Danielle. She's awesome lady, mom of two and coaching the 6 a.m. class. And I'm I'm in there and I'm pushing real hard because I've got my friend Spencer, my friend Rex right across from me and they're beating me. So I'm trying to go harder, trying to keep up with these guys. And she's like, Josh, make sure your squats are going, your cleans um, get low enough on the squat clean and be in control when you stand it up. And I'm like, okay, do I say screw that and keep pushing, get my heart rate up, or do I get better at this movement so that I can do the movement faster, right? Yeah. Um, two options and a really f fast decision you have to make right there. Yeah. Make the decision of having better movement more of the time, right? Yeah. So still push the intensity, but make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. So uh, that that's one thing I think for intermediates, right? If you're going to make sure you push, push, push for perfect movement, push for um, the appropriate stimulus, not just the highest intensity you can. That's cool. Yeah. Well, those are the type of people we're trying to target. So right. we, we won't even go into advanced athletes because <laughs> that's that's just crazy. That's three workouts a day and eat a lot of food and sleep perfectly and have no stress in your life. Right. You do that. You go. To I'm not games. there yet. <laughs> me, me either. So I really appreciate you coming up today. I know people will love this. Um, oh, good. Uh, get to know you a little bit more and then just all the advice that you gave was really good thanks so, Tyler I enjoyed coming appreciate on. it and uh, we will chat with you soon sweet Sounds probably good. probably sooner rather than later good